Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Welcome back to the Art of Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning back in. I am very, very thrilled today to have a guest that I believe really is a shining example of creative energy and reinventing herself and just really embodying the spirit of creating a life that you really want and being innovative about how you do it and and showing up in different ways and, and being experimental with that. We're going to be talking to Tiffany Blackman. She is a chef, an author, a wife, a mother, a fashion lover, and host of the podcast, My So-Called Fabulous, and I have been a guest on that podcast. So welcome, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness, I've, I I have wanted this to happen, and it's happening, and it was so great to have you on my show, and I just, I just adore you. Oh, same. You know, I was talking with Allison Volk last night, who introduced us, and I told her what I was doing this morning, and she said, you know, I just don't know what it is about her, but I just just get the best feelings from her. She's so authentic and so loving, and we both agree on that. So I'm so glad we met. Well, I am too, and Allison, thank you. You know, she is a networker and knows everyone, and that's another woman in our lives that's just filled with positive energy and connection and believes in women and support, and men as well. I mean, not limiting it to women, but just a connector and that's a feel good person that you have space in your life. Yeah, she's she's one of my best friends. I'm really grateful for her. And and um, tell me a little bit about my, and my audience who you are, like what's your background and how did you end up doing all this so called fabulous everything? <laughs> and I wanted I want to make sure everyone knows it is so called fabulous. It's not <laughs> always fabulous. And that was the point when we you know you were trying to come up with the name of your podcast, you yeah. know, and um, yours is so perfect for you, um, being an artist and healing and and I think when, oh my gosh, did you guys hear that? It was thunder. Oh out gosh, there. y'all, we are uh, this weather in Texas is oh unbelievable. Gosh. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Sound like we were doing an uh, like a song. <laughs> I thought of Garth Brooks right away. <laughs> Thunder rolls. Thunder rolls. It does. It does. We could, if you want to sing, you're more than welcome. Oh goodness, to you know, song. no one would listen. That'd be the problem. So, but you know, um, naming the podcast and coming around where I was, and I had honestly when. I started the podcast three years ago, and we're going into season five, episode 145, I believe. And um, when I started it, I honestly, at the point where I was, I didn't really know what a podcast was. So, you know, I'll get to that. But my background... um, Gosh, I went to TCU in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Go Frogs. Yeah, go Frogs. What a great year. And um, went to culinary school because I had a passion for food and I also had a scholarship for, 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 um, for food. And so I went to Johnson and Wales and, you know, in a different time, 
of being in culinary school on the East Coast, a woman, young woman, 21 probably, had never been in a corporate or a restaurant kitchen ever and went in and I just was felt like I was thrown to the wolves and not poor pitiful me because the the, the master chefs the executive chefs kind of took me under their wing and taught me you know I mean because it was a male very male dominated still is um going into culinary school so um that was an interesting phase of my life what was that 1987 I believe 88 mm-hmm. can you imagine mm-hmm. so um so anyway went to culinary school started working for Southern Living Magazine did not ever want to work in a restaurant I really didn't and I started the media route and did that for a long long time working. I mean you were kind of an influencer before the, the influence became around because it was before it was cool so yes I think you're right and no one's ever said that to me but I think you're right we were um, traveling across the south I was teaching cooking classes wine and um, wine and fitness and food and and but very focused on the southern living cooking show is what we were and I and I wore high heels and a dress and cooked on a stage for thousands of people anyway that was how I started um taught high school before that so uh, so let me back up a little bit there Mm -hmm. so had had you always been so confident that you just like okay I'll try it I'll like when you were growing up did you ever want to be on tv did you ever feel like you could was just the innate confidence just there like yeah I can do this of course I can yes yes I've always had that um I'm gonna do it I am from a very small town and you know, there is such a wonderful, um, wonderful small town feel and you grow up in a small town, but I wanted to, I wanted more. I want to move to Dallas. I wanted to, to live in the city and I did. Um, and your parents and, were supportive of it. Yes. My parents were very supportive and, you know, so yes, that's an interesting question, but the confidence was there. When I lost the confidence was when I got married the first time, Mm. and I lost myself. I was in a very abusive marriage, um, abusive physically, mentally, emotionally, and um, how how, how old were you then? Gosh, twenty-two probably, twenty-three, baby, my daughter's age, and um, a man that was just—I mean he went to prison for murder. I mean, I was married to a murderer and um, survived it. And that trauma really took my confidence away. And you look at the years of building my parents, building this young woman, and that zapped me because he never told me I was pretty. He never, mm. he never gave me accolades and, uh, and was an evil person. But, um, I don't know how I didn't see the signs either. Oh, God, girl, we we don't. You know, when I've seen this, I've done this, I've seen this. When we're in love, we don't see red flags. When they're we're that young, we really haven't built a foundation of self-worth that tells us that we're worth more than that, you mm-hmm. know? And what I think is so difficult is then at least I put myself in that situation. I didn't realize how much scarring there would be and how much it would really affect me my entire life and how much I would have to heal from the abuse of, well, just putting myself in a, a situation and, and, um, and I ignored a lot of red flags. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not to blame the victim, but I Mm-mm. stayed in situations way longer than I should have that really hurt me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but it is possible to heal because 
I did it. You, you've done it. Mm-hmm. And you are healing. And yes, we are. And you know, I say this today. I tell you these things. Um, I do have a shake in my voice because I still, I, I, I suppress it so much. Mm-hmm. I put it out because what I did was I didn't talk about it right. and I hid it. And everyone tells you not to. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. air your dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Um, and um, I didn't. And I actually, I didn't lie, but I did not tell anyone, even people I was dating, that I had a first marriage. And because I was so filled with shame, yeah. you talked to me about shame, mm. the worst feeling. I was so ashamed of what I did, and my goodness, it was a mistake. Yeah. You know, and so it took me about. 15 years to tell someone. Wow. Not my immediate, my immediate family obviously knew it. My, the people that was where I was living and I got away as far as I could. And I remember the first time I told someone, friends of mine, they just, I mean, they were like, couldn't believe it, but didn't judge me. Mm-hmm. And I felt liberated that I wasn't judged. And, um, so now I talk about <laughs> I talk about it all the time. I love that. And that, that is the kind of the, the brilliance of, of shame is that when it's brought to the light, it not only, you don't only get judged like you think you're going to, it usually makes you more connected to the human experience because people say, oh, you know, I have a similar situation. Maybe it wasn't a husband, maybe it's a son or a dad or something like that. And so all of a sudden you go from this untouchable kind of place to, oh, I relate to you. We're the same. We're part of the same human Mm -hmm. experience. Yes. You know, I have people on my podcast and I'll get to know them and, you know, I don't know them. I get to know them and they'll tell me something or a new friend or a new acquaintance or someone and, or someone you just meet at a restaurant and um, they'll start talking. And I think there's something about you and I that people feel comfortable talking to us. And they'll tell me something like, oh girl, art. I, I, I mean, yes, let's go. But, um, you know, fast forward another marriage and a beautiful child. Uh, my second marriage, a wonderful man. I'm not kidding. Um, a beautiful daughter. I don't think I was ready, um, you know, emotionally. And I, and I say that because I know a lot of people jump in too quickly. And actually, you and I were talking about that before the show. And because um, they're not ready. And, but I look at it and I go, what a beautiful daughter I have and what a friend I have and her dad. Um, and then I told you again, I've told you this, I will never do it again. I accidentally met the man of my dreams and my <laughs> husband said I'd never do it again. And, you know, between that, I dated so many people. I guess I was a serial dater. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Is yeah. that, that's a thing, right? Like, uh, you know, I think it's a, a luxury afforded to women uh, in our existence now, you know, because, I mean, getting to know more than just one husband, I, you know, I... I <laughs> Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Maybe mm-hmm. some people meet someone and they, they're forever like that's their person. But for me and what I see is we have these seasons and these he, certain people are here to teach us who we are. Like your first husband, your mm-hmm. first husband was had, I mean, obviously it's teaching you what is your worth? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. how are you going to show up in this world? Your second husband is maybe a softer place to land and and maybe your third husband is more of a spiritual soulmate, mm-hmm. you know? All, all those people are valuable in their own right. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. and uh, honestly, I I wish I could I could rewrite my first story, you know, <laughs> my first marriage. I really, because it was very painful and still is. It creates this mistrust of men, especially, and 
wish I could rewrite that story, but let me tell you, I learn more from that. Mm-hmm. And I learn more every day and I can share about it. You know, I, my career, through my career, I, I always enjoyed working and I worked for other people. That confidence, I wasn't sure I could do it by myself. You know, I just, I'm not sure I had that. And then finally, I had a friend tell me one day, Tiffy, tell your story. Start a YouTube channel is what she said. Start it. Teach us how to cook, how to this, that, how to, how to decorate a home or whatever the case may be. And um, I thought about it. I, went, I just, I just didn't know I had the ca- capacity to do that. Yeah. In my 50, I was in my 40s at the time when I was talking to her and um, I'm 58 now. How did I get there? <sighs> but, um, but now it, I, I think, so COVID approached and, you know, we were all, our lives, I was, I was doing cooking and I was t- working for the beef industry and traveling and doing shows and te- television, radio. And uh, we, we were at a halt and I, everyone asked me, do you have an Instagram? No. Well, why? You have three cookbooks. <laughs> why yeah. would you not have an Instagram? Yeah. I was so, so busy raising my child, my only child. And um, Well, you didn't document everything for your Instagram, raising your child. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now that what I'm doing, raising my dog. But, um, you know, I... I said, when I do it, I'm going to do it. And that was the catalyst to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start Instagram, and then I'm going to start. I had a friend, my former producer, Paul. He's, he, he talked to me, and he, he said, let's bring that blog to life mm-hmm. and make it live. And so we did, and um, that was three years ago. And I, I, just as I told you earlier today, it's not easy putting out every Tuesday a podcast. Y'all, I'm just telling you, it's not easy. But it brings me so much joy and um, self-satisfaction that I actually am helping people. You know, um, I was in California or or Scottsdale for one of the TCU games. Um, Again, go frogs. Go frogs. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. We have to say it. And um, I had, no kidding, three women at a stadium filled with thousands tens of thousands of people three women approached me and said tiffany you don't know me but i follow you you helped me with gi issues you helped me with um my husband with erectile dysfunction bringing on a physician you helped me with a cake i've been trying to and i you know, we do need to make money doing this. We do to pay our bills for this, to, to you know, to fund this this venture. But I was so, I did. I started crying. Yeah. I did because I was like, yay, I'm making a difference in someone's life. And it was the best feeling. I, I just, you know, it's happened to you. I, it has happened to me. And, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And what I think is so valuable for people to hear when you say that is that you've made a difference in people's lives. And it's not that you are saying anything that's particularly unique. You know, there's, there are other podcasters that are bigger, that are, have more experience, that are different than you, that are saying the same thing. But your unique voice and your energy Someone in your audience is resonating just with you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so inspirational for people because they're thinking, oh, you know, there are so many podcasts or why am I important or why does my voice matter? But you know what? Because 
It does because you're, you're uniquely you. And that is one thing about your podcast. It's so beautifully, um, authentic to you. You know, it has your stamp of approval. You're not trying to be anyone else. And, mm-hmm. no. and, and, you know, and you're just, you're really bringing everyone a gift showing up in that way every oh. Tuesday. I mean, Thank you. that's admirable. You're expanding <laughs> me right now. You're putting a little fire into my ass. I need to get <laughs> well, together. You know, and it's not, it's not easy. I was sharing with you, um, you know, this has been, let's say 2022, we have to think seriously what year it is, but 2022 was a tough year for me uh, health-wise, mm-hmm. and I have shared this with, uh, um, in my podcast journey, very being very, uh, very transparent, and I think, I don't know if I could say this, but you can edit it. You can say <laughs> but, whatever you want. But yeah. one of my most popular podcasts was... Tiffy talking shit. Yeah. And it was about my GI issues that I've had. And I'll, I'll link it in the show notes too so people can go <laughs> Thank you. listen to that if they want to talk listen, about that. Y'all want to talk shit with me? Well, there it is. But I was talking about my GI issues and people just resonated because I didn't realize what, how many people are affected by this. Yeah. Especially women. And um, I was shocked and they've helped me. Not only do I put this information out, but people reciprocate and say, I went here or I did this or I stopped doing that. Um, and still on this journey, and it's it's frightening. I, I am scared, you know? I mean, honestly, I am so healthy. Work out five or six days a week. I eat so well. I told you I love my grapefruit martinis. I do love those. Um, and I'm afraid they're going to have to go away. But... Um, you know, I do, but I'm so healthy and I've taken such great care of my body, my skin. Uh, I remember I couldn't afford food, but I had vitamin C for my face. <laughs> Select C, I bought it in Highland Park Village many, many years ago after I graduated. But, you know, it's been a very important to, to me to do that because I really believe you have one body and we have to take care of it. We've been blessed with one body. Mm-hmm. So a health scare, I'm like, what the hell? I mean, seriously? So... You know, maybe, maybe it was, what did you tell me earlier? Maybe that's my, my gift to y'all to share my shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, just my intuition is telling me, and we, we did talk about this, but, um, you know, we really, or at least the way I learned it and my perception of health and our body, we're so divorced from the connection between our emotions and our physical, um, body. So like when we're having these digestion issues, you know, all these, these doctors will, will go to towards, um, the tests and like, this is what's going on with you physically. These are the, this is the physics and the chemistry of what is happening. But like, I think that we're all getting to the point, especially living older than we ever have in the, in the lineage of human history, that how are emotions affecting our health and our brain and the chemicals that are happening in our brain are not separate from what's happening to our physical body. So what I'm seeing a lot now is people suffering from the long-term trauma of the chemical trauma that's been happening in their body. And it's showing up as digestion issues and joint issues, Mm. cancer and, and heart disease. These are all related to the stress hormones that are in our body over a long period of time. But we're afforded now the information that, um, that this is actually happening and mm-hmm. that, that our emotions do have a tie to our physical body. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I mean, so I will be really interested to hear about your journey with that because, um, I know that, that 
you prescribe to that line of thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I, I really believe at this point, it's very important for everyone listening to you, our platforms, to advocate for your health. Mm-hmm. You have to do it because, and I have friends that are doctors and they're brilliant physicians, but I have had multiple doctors just literally put me off, poo-poo me, it's stress, it's mm-hmm. this, it's that. I mean, and I eat very, very healthy and very clean and always have no processed food, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's humiliating. And yeah. you feel not heard. And I recently have met a gastroenterologist in Dallas and have been introduced to her. And she is digging deep, digging, digging. And she's helping me dig what's going on with my GI system. And um, she asked me questions. She's like, real questions. Like, how do you have sex feeling like this? <sighs> yeah. How do you, with, with 24-7 chronic GI issues? And I'm like... No one has ever asked me that. Yeah. Like, I, I finally was like, I didn't even mention it. Yeah. I just didn't think that was a thing. And so I was heard. I mean, and so feeling heard. And so when, when you told her, said, you said, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Did she probe any deeper? Did mm-hmm. she say, no, how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. How does your husband feel about that? Yeah. Is he supportive? Um, has anyone given you relief for this? And the answer was no. It was to take some random over-the-counter medication. I'm not saying that you need it, but that try to do a podcast when you're about to go in your pants. Yeah. I mean, try that. And yeah. and so she, I said, I didn't know that was a thing. I just didn't know. And why did I not? I'm a I'm an intelligent woman, but I didn't know. And for her to listen to me, and you know, and she said the c word, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, no, and. You know, I mean, just, but she's digging, you know, we're digging and digging. And so, you know, it's just all about finding that physician or yourself advocating. And, you know, I did tell her nurse, I said, you know, well, on the internet, I saw on the internet and she's like, stay off the internet, stay off the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Because you know what we do? We just start digging, digging the wrong way. But yeah. And, and, you know, and when you're talking to doctors, so you have the, you have so many layers going on. You have what's going on physically. And you have the feelings underneath about how you feel about what's going on with you physically. Because, I mean, gosh, you feel guilty for not being able to do things. You feel sad. You feel extreme fear, you know, and overwhelm. These are not supportive emotions for your body to be healing itself, right? Like this this supportive environment. And when the doctors not only don't listen to you or hear you, but then also don't address that, okay, we have a whole nother emotional storm on top of what's happening physically, I mean, it's almost, it's hard to really get in that healing space, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have a, I see a sports therapist in Fort Worth that has just, he's brilliant. He's, he's, he is, he really is the, you've got to think, you've got to think there's a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a problem, there is a solution. And, and um, he has, he has me on an assignment for 90 days to read four paragraphs in this particular book. And this is just yesterday, he told me. And he's like, you've got to turn your thinking around because your thinking is so toxic right now because you feel so poorly, you know, joint pain and blah, blah, blah. He said, so we've got to turn that around. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then I go home and cry, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, but, but it's, it's time. It's talk about light of fire. It's, it's time to just fix the, you know, find a solution. Yeah. So I, I think that 
you know, if I was your physician, like just my intuition is telling me to really pay attention to the fear, like of what might happen, mm-hmm. because that emotion of fear, the adrenaline and the cortisol that it produces when it's like when it's going through your body, um, it paralyzes you. And so, you know, and I love that you go home and cry mm-hmm. because that releases it. It doesn't stay stored in your body, right? It cycles through. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, it's a natural reaction, but so how, how do you, in addition to crying and kind of taking action, do you have any ways that you love yourself and support yourself through this? Like I really take care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally through working out. And I am vain. I'm so vain. My name is Tiffany. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, I love how i my, my body looks and feels, but I, I get up at four thirty or five in the morning and that's my time. Superwoman. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I lied to that. Uh, I that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I have always done this all since, since I was in high school, junior high, that's, I've been an early morning person and I work out, uh, I meet with a trainer 6am Every, you know, Monday through Friday, and sometimes I do it, you know, Saturday and Sunday by myself, but I do, I do Pilates and Pilates for my back because I terrible back, but, um, it's helped so much. I've been doing that for 15 years, I believe. Wow. 15 years on reformer and, and chair of Dennett and Austin. And, and my gal is in California. She was in Fort Worth, but COVID moved she and her husband to California. And she trains me virtually at six, at 4 a.m. her time. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Uh, I don't, I, I know that there's a, there's like a whole like civilization yeah. happening at 4 a.m. I'm just not confident. You're not just, there. No. I know. Like she, she told me that you, you're like, I'm at 10, 10 o'clock. That's your time. To, you oh, know, gosh. that's. The day's half at, over, girl. At, at not, no, at night. Like, <laughs> oh, like no. night, p.m. is Yes. P.m., yes, yes. You yeah. Know, so I, you know, I'm just always been a morning and I get so many endorphins, endorphins from working out. Mm-hmm. I went in with a, with a half-ass attitude this morning and my, my trainer's not a morning person either, but I got to dump. I had an emotional dump on him and... I just cannot believe how I felt when I left. That's and fantastic. I'm serious. I was just so like, I've got this. I've, yeah. yes, we're going to do this, you know? And, um, you know, and I'm just like, I'm assuming a lot of people, I was excited to come over to see you today. So excited. But that self-doubt, you go, you know what? I'm probably just not good enough to go over there, you know? No, but I'm like, yeah. turn it around. Let's yeah. turn it around. Um, but for me, it's exercise is, is a must. Okay. So, so you, like, as far as recommending somebody, like, say somebody's kind of not feeling good, they're kind of just feeling not themselves. Maybe they're having some minor things like exercise. That would be the first thing you would do to do something loving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. For sure. Whatever kind. And you know, back in the days of no pain, no gain, that's not it anymore. It's not. It's, and I really went through that. I was competing. Um, well, it's, so, it's so self, self-hatred, right? Like yes. I'm going to get there and burn this fat and oh, make it cry and all yeah. that. Yeah. It's different times. It's different times. And I've seen every, I've taught it. I've, I've been in fitness for so many years and I, I would, I was competing in, in uh, bikini and fitness shows for many years. And wow, I did. And I did that. It's a lot of discipline and ugh. It'll get you. But, um, you know, I, I really did turn that around because today's exercise, a lot of body weight, Pilates, movement, 
You don't have to lift enormous amount of weight. And at my age, and at any age, you should have muscle, but I think about falling or, you yeah. know, and I did fall at Thanksgiving and I think kind of just bounced back up. But, you know, it's so important to take care of that body I was telling you about earlier. But there's a lot of people that just don't care for exercise. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. do it for them. Yeah. You know? It's, it, I, I am also one of those people. I, it's really a struggle for me to get physical. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so cerebral. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but when I'm doing it, it's, it's all the difference. Mm-hmm. It's all the difference. Even if it's just a walk, you know, outside or whatever. Yes. Um, it completely turns your mindset around. What do you do? What do you do? If I'm doing exercise, <clears throat> what would be your self-prescription? Yeah. So... I have to stay connected to my higher power, God, spirit, something higher than me. Meditation is absolutely key in nourishing myself and loving the parts of my brain that are telling me that I'm not good enough. And that morphs all the time. So it might be that I read a daily reader in the morning or that I do a meditation in my meditation room or I um, go to like a class or listen to a podcast, but I'm always needing my mind reprogrammed in some way because I just have these, these beliefs just from my trauma, from my, and, and it, and it makes me, it makes me, my body feel bad. It makes me not show up the best way when I'm doing my podcast or my art. And so I have to be my, my spiritual hygiene is the utmost important. Like if you have to, the first thing you have to do is go exercise in the morning. The first thing I have to do is I have to connect to something higher than me. Wow. I have to, mm-hmm. or I am vile. Right. Yeah. And if I don't do it for a few days, I mean, I can get, um, pretty some like depression mm-hmm. and, and just, and not showing up in my best self. My best self. Explain to me how, you meditate because I've tried it. I have the apps. I've gone to a meditation class. And you know what I do, right? I buy groceries in my, hat, in yeah. my head and I repaint rooms. I decorate rooms. Yeah. I plan my the dinners. Yeah. I can't turn it off or I have chosen. Let me change that word. I have chosen not to turn it off. How would you suggest people start when they just, I don't know how to start. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I would uh, just say that you don't really choose it like that. Like you're, it's not, that is not your, your failure that that your mind is doing that. That's Mm -hmm. our monkey mind. Yes. And, um, that serves us really well in everyday life, you know, that gets stuff done and everything. Um, so that's not like, um, you're not terminally unique in that way. Mm-hmm. And everyone who's ever tried to meditate, that is our human condition. So don't beat yourself up for that. And definitely don't let it detour you from trying to do different forms of meditation because that part of you is going to show up whenever you're there. There are so many different ways to meditate. If you're going to be doing a traditional sitting there in silence and that monkey mind is going on and, um, what you do is you just sit there and you notice it and you say, Oh, look at that. I'm, I'm thinking about my shopping list. Okay. I'm going to gently guide you back to your breath and I'm going to focus in my, in my mind, um, on my third eye and my breath and see if I can get very silent and calm for maybe it's three seconds, maybe it's 10 seconds. Uh, sitting there for a whole hour, not ever having a thought about what's going on in your life is very unrealistic 
But the practice of sitting there and calming yourself and, and gently, lovingly bringing your thoughts back to your silence and your breath, just the act of doing that is way more effective and, and way more important than ever getting a clear mind, you know, uh, and it's a practice. It's, mm-hmm. it's a practice. And so, you know, sitting for three minutes and just doing that practice is going to be so much, um, it's going to be very helpful for you throughout your day. And then, you know, that, that is one way to do it. Then I, I love guided meditations on YouTube. Um, I love to do a Hindu chant, Om Namah Shivaya, and it's just 15 minutes and you actually chant it and sing it, which I love, um, the, the vibration mm-hmm. of that, like that, that really seems to get my chakras aligned and, I'm not great at sitting there in silence and, and doing what we just talked about. I don't, right. I don't do that a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing is is going to your sacred space and connecting to something other than your monkey mind mm. for any amount of time on a consistent basis. Right. Kennedy and I went to a, a trip at the Green O in uh, Montana mm. recently, and we the, we uh, we did this for collaboration and. Um, there was a sound bath. We did a sound bath. Oh, they're the best. Well, I was buying groceries for 45 <laughs> minutes. That's okay. It, but it took me, it really did take me 45 minutes to finally let go. And it was, and, and I'm highly recommended. I'll be, I'm like, can I redo? Can I do a redo, please? <laughs> because by the end, I finally was letting go because it just took my, it took over my body by the end. The sound, it was, it was she and I and, and, um, but <laughs> that was really, really good. I, I, I felt like, okay, maybe I could do this. But I do this, and am I cheating? Because <laughs> There's no such thing. There's no such <laughs> because, thing. Let me tell you what I do. So I get up in the morning, and, and I'm, I'm lying in bed. It's about 4.50, and um, I just lay there. I say my prayers, and I lay there for a few minutes. Is that considered meditation? <laughs> You know, Look at- <laughs> I, I mean, no, uh, no, on, honestly, like if, if you're being intentional mm-hmm. about, you know, clearing your mind and, and connecting to something, right? Yeah, no, I think that that absolutely to start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, and know that um, your, your, the, your brain, like we have been training for us to, to be controlling our environment our whole lives. And it's very hard to let go. Mm. It's very hard to let go. Um, but you can do it. You can do it. And even if it's for 10 seconds. Yeah. And and don't beat yourself up because you didn't do it for 10 hours. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, we have, we have to be really loving and gentle and right. like, like unconditional love for us, how we're showing mm-hmm. up, even if it's, if it's a fucking disaster. Yes. We need to, we need to, Love the fact that we showed up. Exactly. We did show up, you know, and um, I've had Stacey Danford, neuroscientist, on, dear friend of mine, on my podcast multiple times. And she said it took her until she was in her 40s before she actually fell in love with herself. Yeah. And um, and that's hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is very intentional. And I have to say, for many years, I just didn't because, number one, shame guilt, all those funny, those fabulous things, mm-hmm. um, which are not fabulous, but, um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 
I do think I'm kind of cool. I really yeah. do. You I, are. You know what I mean? I You're think I'm okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, but it's hard. And I've talked to people like that. Oh yeah. I love myself. Um, I asked Brad Bevel if he loved himself. He goes, yeah, probably a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely full of confidence for sure. <laughs> for sure. But you know, it's interesting if you ask someone if they love themselves and what their answer is. And some people are like, I don't even know. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's been a, it's been a journey for me. I mean, I started out wanting to be better and different and the best this perfectionism, like, not only did I not love myself, but I had a really <clears throat> intense hate campaign going on. Oh, I, I just mm-hmm. wanted I just wanted to be everything different than what I was for a long time. Right. The shame. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but now it's it's a lot my goals are a lot different. Right. I guess. I guess. Yeah. And you know, we have to we have to love everything about us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give ourselves a little break too. Right. You know? That's right. Um but it, but it's a lot more relaxing and a lot more fun when you're not like in this hyper state of like okay I'm gonna control it I'm gonna change it I'm gonna like manipulate that and fight or flight yeah Ooh. yeah and that that makes us sick too mm-hmm. that makes us sick I believe it I really do I really do and, and girl I think that's what I think this is like the next evolution of your consciousness and your existence here you know there's a reason why your body is telling you you know hey there's something screaming at you that's like I need to be seen. I need to be heard. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's something missing for sure. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. Well, I if I know you, you're definitely going to <laughs> find it and you're going to love it and you're going to figure it out. We're going to dig. Yeah. We're going to, if you tell me to meditate for 10 hours a day, I'll freaking do it. <laughs> Girl, if you can, then you need to come back and teach me how. That's because not I, happening. Yeah. Not happening. I'll still be doing exercises while I'm meditating. <laughs> and you know what? You can do moving meditations and that might be something for you. Um, like the, have you ever walked a labyrinth? Okay. No, there, there are a couple here in Dallas, but they're on the ground and they're this little maze. They're very ancient spiritual technology and you walk it and you meditate as you're walking. And because you're such a physical person, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of uh, kinetic meditation might be the best for you. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to find some resources on that yes. and I'll send it to you and I'll put it in the show notes too. Right. So, okay. So what are, do you have planned for the future? I know you're still doing your podcast. I mean, you're on YouTube. I mean, you're everywhere. You're so good. Like I so want to be you when I'm a podcasting grown up. Gosh, 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 gosh. You're sweet. Um, you know, um, and I, and I diverted earlier, but, but yes, I, we started the content creators, what they call it now, influencing world, um, three years ago. And so in that we, you know, you would think my people would be, food and fitness right mm. and we've we've developed this audience of fashion and beauty too and i think it's um i don't know what my niche is the life it's a, it's a lifestyle well, first of all you're just hot <laughs> <laughs> thank you with the so the best style and yeah i am hot jeez <laughs> no, as in temperature yeah oh well thank you um but you know it's it's turned it's so we what we we a team of fabulous women that i'm blessed to work with if much younger than I am that understand this world of uh, social platforms and monetization because y'all we do need to um, monetize and monetize the podcast so when we started that um you know what I have to say and I think this is okay to say I didn't know what we were going to do I didn't know the end um 
I really didn't, but three years into this, we're just moving the needle. And I think it, like ta- it, ta- it takes th- about that long to understand to really. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And people to take you seriously. Um, Greg, my husband retired, sold his company in 2019. And, um, my husband could care less about ever working in another day in his life because I've worked my whole freaking life. So, you know, he is very much into fitness and he supports me very much so, but we didn't know where this was going, but I love it some days more than others, but I'm just, I'm excited to do it. Um, what would I like to do? I'd love for my podcast to be nationally syndicated. Mm. I would love to get there. I would, um, that would be the goal, but you know, for now it's, trying to make last season, it was so good. You were on the show. You were sharing your knowledge, ex- your experience, your expertise in helping people. We had people like that, um, helping with the opioid epidemic and, you know, sex drive, everything. It would be next season just continuing that path of helping people. Mm-hmm. And I help people make a chocolate cake on weekends, or I help people, what do you want to wear to the Farrah Fawcett Foundation Gala. Um, You know, so yeah, I I just want to keep helping people, but I do have a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a moving target sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, um, and women that that are in my age category that are doing this, that probably don't have the energy that when you're in your 20s, um, it's, it's, I admire those people. I know those women and men that are doing this. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I yes. definitely agree. Well, I know that you will help many, many people. I'm very, very confident in the journey you're on right now is just um, giving you content and setting you up for success around that. And I have a feeling you're going to be saying many, many important things um, in the future. So Thank you. Anything else? Just, just you know, wrapping up comments that you want to let people know or... You know, maybe, maybe some inspiration, like if somebody's thinking, I want to do this. Like, you know, um, I would just say, just do it. Um, I do know, I don't think this was a change of career for me. I've been a chef and, and te- television, radio, so media was always um, in my wheelhouse. Um, but shifting to something that you're not comfortable doing, um, I was a Facebook queen. Now I don't understand Facebook and I got to go back <laughs> over there, but shifting to something that you're not comfortable and then getting outside you're comfortable with. Um, I was talking to my very best friends on the way over here and she's looking, you know, at a shift in her, she's my age and it's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's scary, but it's so rewarding. Um, I've had followers and listeners say, Hey, I was an attorney. I'm tired of family law. I'm going to be a Pilates instructor. If you have the means to do that, do it because you're only going to live once. Yeah. Do it. I mean, flip and do it. So my inspiration would be honestly to do this. And you know what, y'all support, support each other. If we didn't have Allison to connect you and I, mm-hmm. when we met each other and we, what a gift we have in connecting. And I just say, um, support each other. It's yeah. this, it's this pond is big enough for all of us. And, oh, yeah. you know, it I, is. It, the more you give, the more you get. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> and, and I will add too. You know, somebody wanting to start like, well, I'm not very good at that, or I don't know if I can do that, or, you know, we all want when we're doing something to create creative, we all want to start out coming out of the gate being great, the yes. best out of everything. Yes, but you have to do it a lot before you actually hone the skill. So 
even if you suck at it, still just do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? I mean, have you had people criticize you? Do, do you? do you even care? Like, I don't even care anymore. I'm just like, whatever. Just say whatever. I don't mind. You're, you're not, you know, you're not doing it. So it's fine. You know what I had and I do have, I'm still, you know, sure I do. But what was knock on wood around here, but I really do have support of my audience, people I don't know. I really, really have been fortunate to have support and not a lot of negativity. Well, hardly at all. But what was, was interesting to me was friends, very close friends and family that was, why are you doing this? Mm. Why would you do this? Yeah, like, why aren't you just traveling around and like, for sure, know, and like having a martini on for the sure. beach? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not finished. Yeah, I am not finished. And I don't know if I'll ever be finished. But that was hurtful in the beginning. And you know, kind of trickles on. But you know what, showing up every day, showing up every Tuesday, putting a podcast on every Wednesday recipe, Thursday was lifestyle, Saturday, Sunday, What's every- the, what sign are you? Oh, Capricorn. I was, I mean, that, that <laughs> regimen is, is so, it? that is so Capricorn and it's so admirable to like practice and do it and get it done. And like, uh, I just, I admire this so much is in it? your work ethic. Yeah. It's such a beautiful sign wow. in, in, in work ethic. Yeah. Capricorn's all about getting it done. Getting done. Getting yeah. shit done. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. You love know, it. and I think, so that, that was, um, that was, I don't know if I was just trying to prove myself or just that's just my, obviously that's who I am. But that was tough, but um, it just makes me want to try harder. My dad told me one time, I was probably high school or senior or something. He goes, I bet you, you can't save $1,000 this year. I bet you can. I went, watch me. Hmm. Next time, 5,000. You know, it was just like- Smart, smart dad. I know, daddy. (laughs) Thank you so much, daddy. But you know, he, and he, he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that anymore, but- you know, it is tough, and I see some of my 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 people that I just love so much in this industry, and I I see t- things that they're going through, and it's tough. You know, I mean, yeah. because people's words hurt, but you know, people build each other up. But what I like about our age is like, I just don't care. I don't care. Like you know what I mean? Like fine, yeah, you know, whatever you think. For it's sure, kind of, it's kind mm-hmm. of none of my business. Whatever. <laughs> I know it's true. You yeah. do have that. You do have that. You know, I look at when I was in my 20s, and I just worried so much about so many little things in my 30s. You know, I was kind of getting out of that in my 40s, reinventing myself and, like, my mind. But, yeah, there's a lot of me now, like, I don't really care. But I do care, but I don't care. Yeah, it's like the opinion of others. I used to really care about it, like, it's it's, a, it's the only source of self-esteem I had, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody like thought I was pretty or smart or like my outfit or whatever it was, you mm-hmm. know, and that's where I got my feelings of self-worth. But now it's doing stuff like this, talking to people like you, yes. you know, like, yeah, it, it comes from within. It's different. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and now we get to choose who we are having our life yeah. and people in our space. You know, and it's not about big numbers of friends and even though I just love friends and but it's not about that anymore. In mm-hmm. my my opinion, it's who we choose to have in our space. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's so rewarding. It is. Right. It is. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm speaking the truth <laughs> for me. Girl, you are. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely are. Definitely. Well, I definitely choose you. And I just really appreciate you driving to Dallas in the rain oh. to come and record this podcast. And 
let's keep working together and yes. just like keep that synergy going. And, yes. Um, and yes. Thank absolutely. You. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. And I adore you. I, I adore your journey where you are and your art. Oh my goodness. When I walked in y'all, I just saw her art and I just, I've seen it online and I just want to touch it. And it's just beautiful because I know it tells a story. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It tells a story. Well, and, and we're, when we're living in our truth and in our passion, you know, all of our creations tell our story. You know, if in my opinion, if we're if we're really doing it in a, um, a very intentional way. So I'm so fortunate to do what I do. And I know you feel that way, too. Yes. Yeah. OK, well, thank you so much for coming. And I'm sure I'll have you back on the show because I want to hear the update with your health journey and what's going yes, on. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you. So thank you so much to listening to the Art of Podcast. I really love doing this. And I love that you're out there and you're listening. If you would do one thing for me. Would you please go to wherever you're listening to your podcast and rate and review the show? It really helps us get distributed and get the information out to a lot more people. And that is just uh, really my dream. Also, if you want more information, go to my Instagram page at Leah Fisher Art. I'm always doing updates and, and posting our resources and posting paintings that I've done lately. So, you know, everybody's on the gram. So go there and check it out. And also look at my new website. It has a lot of great information on it. I post all my resources on my page and you can scroll through there and click and link to all of them. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm loving the new webpage. So go check it out. And until then, I will talk to you soon.